0: Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. And we're back for another week, another episode. I'm joined, of course, by Meredith. And uh, listen, before we get started I want to ask a favor of you. If you ever listen to this podcast, and obviously you enjoy it because you're listening to it, and if you're new to it, we want to welcome you to it. But if you ever say, hey, I'd love to have more interaction, like to have a little bit more conversation, like to be able to get deeper uh, into this, then uh, we have a wonderful Facebook group that we just started recently, and we're, we're growing slowly but surely. Uh, And we'd love to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's called Dental Business and Clinical Excellence uh, because it's very hard to be able to focus on clinical excellence without focusing on the business of your practice. And in my opinion, we shouldn't focus on the business of our practice without focusing on some clinical excellence for our patients. So the easiest way to get there is to do a search in Facebook for Dental Business and Clinical Excellence, or you can go to 3D-Dentist.com community, and that will take you there. And of course, while you're at the website for 3D Dentist, we'd love for you to go ahead and take a look at our courses, uh, online courses and in-person courses, and see how we can help you out. So uh, with all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Meredith. Welcome back to the show. So,
0: Why would they not think it's you? I mean, you were just here a (laughs) minute ago, and now now it's you again. Here we
1: are. So I think when you mentioned the Facebook group, that really made me think about what our biggest challenge is that we hear from people in the group. And they always say it's their staff. Yeah. So I thought, what better than to ask Teben what he thinks about staff?
0: Well, you know, I think staff is one of those things where, you know, I always... You know, it's, by the way, it's not something I made up. I mean, right. I just, yeah. I'm just a little bit more boisterous about it than many others. Uh, I, I don't like calling it a staff. I like calling it a team. And it's semantics. And at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, may, and maybe it's a little bit of my culture because, uh, you know, in India, we, we, people have staffs. Yeah, right. You know, at home, you have a house staff. Right. And I've always looked at a staff as people that serve you Mm -hmm. that that kind of are your servants to a certain degree. And it's not the environment I want to create, or it's not the thought process I want people to have. I want people to feel like we're part of a team and having played sports growing up, I know it doesn't look like I do now, (laughs) maybe an offensive lineman (laughs) at best. Um. There was something about the team culture. You know, there's something about being there for each other, being, you know, working towards a common goal that I always thought it was super important uh, to be a team. Mm-hmm. So in dentistry, I look at our team, uh, you know, office staff as a team right. because each person has a unique role that, quite frankly, I don't want to fill. I don't want to scrape teeth. I don't want to be an assistant. I certainly don't want to handle front office no. calls, you know? Right. So I think we have to understand that we are a team. And I think what happens, and the reason I bring it up to so many people about saying team versus staff, is I think it's the first step in a cultural shift.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's, it's referring to people not as my staff, uh, but as my team or our team, not right. even my team, our team, our this, you know, and I, I try to very rarely talk about my practice, but I try to talk about our practice. And I think it's these subtle words, subtle things uh, that people pick up on and help people uh, see better about where, what we're trying to accomplish.
1: Yeah. Well, let's get started on this week's episode then of five ways to fix your staff. Yes. So would you think that you can take a staff and turn it into a team with these
0: foundational... Well, you know, I I think um, it's a good question, Meredith. Um, look, I I don't think there's any magic bullet in anything. Okay? Right. I don't think listening to this podcast is going to suddenly change your staff to a team. Or I think it 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 hopefully ignites a fire, right? Okay? To change the culture to create culture. a team. Yeah, and and, and why you say culture? Let's think about that. You know, uh, so often in dentistry, we're hearing you know, not even, just business in general. Mm-hmm. People talk about how important it is to have a vision statement or your vision board and your mission statement and guiding principles and all these different things. And, I, you know, I'm just a believer that those things are important, but I don't think they're that important. And, and he, here's why, okay? I think culture trumps everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know if you don 't have a good culture, I may have the best vision right. ever, but yeah. if i don 't have a good culture in my practice it's to not share gonna, that vision it 's not going to work right. you know? you know I may have the most unbelievable mission statement. we want to provide free dentistry <laughs> for everybody in the world right. to, to never have a cavity exist again, yeah. but if we have a bad culture we 're never going to get there right so to me i 've always focused on culture and I've never really gone past having, I've I've never really gone to the whole, let's have a deep vision, let's have a deep mission statement, because I've always focused on just keeping things very simple in life. And I think when you focus on the culture, and you keep focusing on the culture, the vision, the mission, all of those things naturally take care of themselves. And as we'll kind of talk about through the five things, I think either way, your vision changes consistently, or it should be changing. But the culture in your practice, you know, once you have a good foundation there, uh, it's phenomenal. So, uh, you know, I think we're going to talk about five ways to fix your staff. Yeah. And uh, let's kind of uh, move into that.
1: So the first one is what you just mentioned, clarify your foundation.
0: Yeah. Uh, So I use the word clarity and clarifying Mm -hmm. very much. And and look, I, I think ultimately, if you don't know where you're going
1: how is everyone else supposed to know? Uh, right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Meredith, do you want to get in the car with me? And I'm just, where are we going? I, Not I don't really. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're just going to drive for 10 hours. Right. Are we going to go 10 hours east? Well, right. that'll be in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After about two to three hours, we'll be in the ocean. Right. Are we going to go 10 hours west, 10 hours north, 10 hours south? You know, are we going to go 10 hours in a plane? You know, um, I think it's so important to clarify where you're trying to be, okay? And, you know, I've said this probably in every episode in the last 10. I feel like a broken record over and over again, but clarify who you are, why. Mm -hmm. You know, answer the simple question. Why are you doing dentistry? Right. You know, why why is it? and, And be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, am I doing... Look, hopefully so, it 's not just to come to work every day
1: well, if that sometimes it gets there but if that 's what it is no that 's
0: okay right you know and so you know look, I think one of, a challenge that I face is i 'm so in love with our profession, mm-hmm. and honestly, today versus ten years ago i 'm less in love with the clinical part of it, but still in love with our profession right you know and so that you know, clarifying the why you're doing something is so important. Am I doing something? Number one. So let's get to this. So am I doing? Am I doing dentistry to provide a living for my family? And if that's what you're doing, then you need to drown out the noise of sometimes of people like me, because I'm assuming that a good percentage of the people that I that I resonate with are into their profession because it's a career.
1: Mm -hmm. They want more.
0: Versus a job. Right. And there's nothing wrong with making dentistry a job. There's just nothing wrong with it. And uh, so, you know, I I think you got to understand your why on that. I think the other part of that is it changes. Mm -hmm. You know, look, how about this? In the last six months, has it changed? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career, just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Yes. Right?
1: Yeah. No, you know, but I don't think anyone had a choice about that change. But,
0: but that's my whole point in this. Right. Is the way we were leading our team or what we expected of them is probably going to change. Right. Sometimes it's a short-term change. Sometimes it's a long-term change. And the reason I bring that up is because it's really more about it changes, mm-hmm. correct? It's the seasons of life. It's, it is. Like, you know, I yeah. look at it, you know, I'm, I'm 44 and a half. You know, in my early 30s, I was focused, not, well, my late 20s, I was focused on just paying the bills. Right. You know, how am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to, you know, I remember, I really remember uh, like 2000 three 2004 i'm three or four years into my practice it's you know it's doing good you know it's not great or anything but i remember sitting there says i keep hearing from people that one day you wake up and you just stop worrying about paying your bills Mm -hmm. you know and i was like i just can't wait to get there yeah you know everything that drove me was about that right and then you know like frankly speaking take away the pandemic and stuff Mm -hmm. i don't worry about paying the bills now
1: but then people have kids and they right. have more bills. You know, I got three get kids. Married. And you get married. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, so that changes. And, right. and as that changes, so, you know, Mona has forced me to work less. Right. You know, I used to be able to say, oh, I'll go in the office on Saturday, Sunday. We got no kids, spend a couple of hours in there, get the paperwork done. And then, you know, my season of life changed. Right. And so that changes the culture and it changes how you lead your team mm-hmm. and it changes you know the words that you say to them so so you got to get clear about who you're trying to be and, and and I know it's a generic statement but it is so important to to be able to say something like that
1: yeah and if you don't communicate these things to your team then if it's not communicated to the team, the patients, the community, just everyone, then you're not on the same page.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, another th- uh, part about that is how often do people communicate their plans to their community? Right. You know, uh, and and I think it's important. Yeah. I think it's important to let our patients know and our potential patients know what type of culture we stand for
1: so I saw something the other day an office shared that they would be going to their summer hours right next starting next week so they were going to be seven to three usually they're seven to six or seven right. to five in the summer they go seven to three so I think that shows their culture that they want their team the doctors everyone to get off early to be able to enjoy the summer spend time with their families their kids are probably mostly out of school and then that shows to the community that they're still there for them. They're a balanced office. But yes, they still have yeah. other priorities as well. Or maybe they live
0: in a beach town and nobody shows yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's out on the beach. <laughs> Who knows? But 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 that's a great example, mm-hmm. right? Is 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 whatever it is your foundation is, right. right? You know, I think you gotta you gotta sing from the rooftops or sing from the mountaintop. Yeah. That this is who we are, right. you know, um, I, I use an example of my, uh, my oral surgeon today. Uh, I remember, I think it was 2007 when he first moved back here after finishing, uh, his residency. Mm-hmm. And he says, I want to build a implant practice. And he said, I said, well, how are you going to do that? He's going I'm just going to call it implant practice. <laughs> <laughs> so he called it triangle implant center. Right. And he says, if you say it and spray it yeah, enough, it's what you become. Right, And so, so, for example, let's... I as wanna, long as you communicate it. You get it out there. <laughs> and, and so think about that. When's the last time you, as the listener, sat down and said, this is what I want our practice to be known for? Mm-hmm. And then communicate that to your team. Communicate that to your community. And, you know, it starts with communicating it to right. yourself. So you got to get very clear, very clear internally. It is so important. You cannot be a good leader if you are not clear inside about what you're trying to accomplish. Right,
1: that destination of where you want to be. You can give them a path, but if they don't know where they're going, then it's hard for the team to keep up yeah. because they just kind of feel lost.
0: Let's give you last example on this, okay, okay. a personal one. Um, it has become important to my family, <laughs> Mona more than anybody yes. else, that I start work at 10 o'clock. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it so, was
1: nine, so you could take the kids to school. Now it's 10, so we can take the kids to school, then go to the know, gym. <laughs> well, that's the whole the, point, right. right?
0: Is we've reached a point in our life where missing that hour of work right. isn't as important. But it's one thing to just come in and say, oh, he's not going to work till 10 o'clock, or I'm not going to work till 10 o'clock yeah. anymore. But to give the foundational the reasoning reason behind it. Because right. I'll tell you what, if I just said I'm going to start work at 10, I'm afraid that people are going to think I'm, I'm lazy yeah. or that I'm becoming lazy or I'm mm-hmm. not in it to win it anymore, and that will affect my team. Right. But instead, when, you know, and Mona does a better job of communicating this than me, um, when she comes in and says, hey, listen, He's still going to get up. He's going to go drop the kids at school. Then he's going to go to the gym. And then they all said, that's all we need to know. Yep. But not that we need right. permission, right. but then they're in it. Right. So when but I you say, feel supported or when I say, Hey, I'll be happy to see this patient at eight o'clock. They say, no, you have to go to you the go gym. gym.
1: Yeah. And then soon he's going to be trying to get out of the gym. So he's going to be more than willing to accept those a.m. Patients. But
0: they're not going to let me right nope. to a certain degree. Right.
1: They're, they're supporting you.
0: Right. And, and, and that, that's my example of, of, yeah. of, of. A team. Of of that team. Right. Why? Why why did I, you know, it's like when I went seven to six. Why did I, I wanted to try it. Right. And I didn't say, hey, we're going to seven and six. I I thought through it and I kind of had a a good sales pitch behind it. Like, hey, listen, I know it's going to be a little bit tough. I just want you to give me six months. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. If we don't like it, we'll reassess. I didn't say we'd go back. Yeah. We'll just reassess. Right. And so that's important. So so clarify your foundation uh, of who you are, why you're there. What type of dentistry you want to do? Uh, you know how what kind of patients you want? Mm-hmm. You know uh, my good friend Christian Yast and, and Charlotte. You know what his practice is called? It's called adult dentistry. <laughs> yeah. What? So if you have that sign, what does that tell you? He doesn't want to see children. <laughs> That's not. He's not his preferred, right? right. If I if my if my pra- there's a, a dent- dentist down the road. Their practice is called Carolina Implant. Right. What What does that tell you?
1: They're doing implants.
0: Right. You know, there's a there's a plastic surgeon that says we're facial plastic surgery. Yeah. So what do you think of? Right. You know, so so it's okay for the things to change. What I did in two thousand one to two thousand ten yeah is not what I'm doing in two thousand twenty to two thousand twenty five. And and part of what we gotta do is we gotta spread that word mm-hmm. to our team members and our community and what we need them to change or how we need things to go to support that that change moving forward.
1: Yeah. So our first way to fix your staff is to clarify your foundation. And our second way is to fix your firing.
0: Yeah. So did that surprise you when I wrote that down?
1: A little bit. But then again, how many times have we said people are the problem, but they're also the the solution. So finding the right people, the right fit, I think is tough. Sometimes we hang on to people too long.
0: Well, Here's my take. To on this. try to make it work. Yeah, here's my take on this is I don't believe I, I, I don't think we're spending enough time, we're spending too much time on trying to hire the right person, right or trying to fix our hiring. What questions do you ask? I don't know. I yeah. just go in, I look at yeah. it, do I get a good feeling? And, and I firmly believe it's not who you hire, it's who you fire. Mm-hmm. And and here's the analogy, okay? Uh, you're not the right person to ask this to yeah. or use this example. <laughs> but maybe it is. Let's go back to like eighth grade maybe. Um, <clears throat> did you try to find the perfect boyfriend in 10th grade that like, hey, this is who I'm going to marry?
1: Uh, no. No. I trained him. <laughs> right. but, Actually, this is a great question because – I totally picked one, and I trained him. It took me 10 years, <laughs> well, but I
0: trained him well. <laughs> well, you know, you got away with it. Right. But, you know, mm-hmm. I try to use uh, hiring. Hiring is like dating. It is, yeah. And and, and Mona, this, my, again, a very personal story here, is um, Mona thought I was the cleanest, most organized person <laughs> when we first met. And here's why. I, and I didn't do it. I did it. Even before her, but I did this: uh, is I hired somebody to clean my apartment mm-hmm. uh, twice a week, uh, no once a week, and they would always come on Thursday before Mona would show up. Yeah, so I always had my apartment clean on Thursday before the weekend, and yeah. he had friends or or Mona or other women. No. I wish <laughs> so over. We know better. We do know better, and uh, and then I got my. I had a car wash membership where I would go to get my car washed every. Week, yeah and so every time mona saw me or came to visit me my house my apartment was clean Mm -hmm. the laundry was done the clothes were folded or hung up my car was always clean and the analogy the reason i bring that up is because at the end of the day we can lie and cheat through a couple of months those types
1: of things a couple of months right
0: you know but the real self eventually comes out. Yeah. Okay. So
1: I'm five and a half years in. You think I should hire someone to come clean my desk?
0: <laughs> you should. You should. But, but my, mm. my point in that is, is don't get fixated on who you hire. Right. Get fixated on who you fire. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't love the word fire. Uh, you know, I'd rather use the word. Um, Outgrown. Move on. Yeah, you know, let them, f- let them go somewhere yeah. else. Um, and, and because uh, for several reasons, one, as I mentioned, I can meet you the first time and you can be on your best behavior. Right. You can seem like a great fit. You know, there's a novelty effect. It's kind of like, how many of you have dated somebody and they seem like the person. Right. And then like a month in, you're like, God, where'd that come from? Yeah, You know, the crazy hot matrix yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they became a yeah. Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh you know that's one part of it the other part of it is is we need to focus more on letting people go and and i speak from this from personal example because you know yeah you've been around me long enough now to know that i t- tend to have a tendency to hold on to people yeah you just don't long. like to yeah i don't like to be mean i right. always i always yeah. look at it internally but a bad apple can really ruin your practice toxic it's toxic mm-hmm. uh and and so we got to be a little bit quicker yeah, to get rid of, to do that. And then, you know, at the end of the day, somebody that may come in and seem nervous and seem meek and seem, you know, not outgoing, just may be nervous.
1: Right. Well, you know? they don't open up until...
0: Yeah, they just may see God. If I, you know, my thing was like, you know, I, I'll meet people and and they'll be nervous and they'll be talking a lot and I'm like, God, she, she, he or she talks a lot. Yeah. And I'm and I'm just thinking like it's only going to get more right. when they get more comfortable and and you know I've had you and other people say well they could just be nervous and yeah. when they get nervous they just talk a lot. People don't like a lot of silence, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's you got to be a little bit quicker about firing people. Uh, um, you know, it, and focus on that versus focusing on um, who you hire or your hiring process, you know, your hiring process, uh, it, you know, trying to find that perfect hire is an exercise in paralysis from analysis because no perfect hire exists. Yeah. You've got to experiment. You've got to go on a lot of dates. You've got to bring a lot of people in. Uh, you know, I'm a believer in keeping your ad out even after you hire somebody because they may not like you, you may not like them, and you know all of those things. Uh, the other part of it that, uh, and I think I probably go a little overboard <laughs> on this part of it is, uh, the other part of it is I try not to be on my best behavior when I'm interviewing somebody. Mm-hmm. I actually try to be, I don't want to say my worst self, but a little bit worse than my normal self. Uh, when I'm when I'm interviewing people.
1: So that they have they expect better <laughs> or so they don't expect better?
0: No, so that they know what it is. Right? <laughs> what it's really like. You know, yeah. it's it's like um uh, it's like when we've we've had some interviews come through and I'm not the one doing it and mm-hmm. they talk about how great the place is and how rosy it is. Right. And I almost feel bad because I'm like, this person has to know a lie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Right, or, or... I don't you know, know. I don't think I really talked to you for the first six months. I think I was scared and I didn't really have an interview.
0: Well, well but but you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like at some point, somebody has to think, like, this can't be true. Real, it's, right. it's like It's, it's like, too like, good to be true. It's like fake book, right? right? When yeah. I uh, I see people that come on and say oh i have the best life my wife and i are in love we hold hands <laughs> we have a good emotional connection my team is awesome i make so much money i've got this diversity that yeah. and i'm like dude that's, that's a lie. not true
1: yeah you can't all you can't have it all it's or, or
0: whatever you have you should be a trillionaire yeah because you should be able to teach that to everybody else right. and do it nobody is that perfect mm-hmm. and no office is that perfect uh one so so i'll give some examples okay like I have a tendency, uh, outside of the patient arena, I have a tendency to curse a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I curse. Yeah. You know, I'll use the words like the S word and the damn word, and <laughs> see how they take it. See how they take it. Right. You know, and and so that that's important to me because I don't want to be surrounded by people that take offense to that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay if you disagree with it and yeah. don't want to participate, but I don't want that person that that takes great offense to that. Yeah. The other thing I like is I like to make slightly inappropriate comments, <laughs> right? And, and it starts off as slightly, but it's important to me. Yeah. And it's not in a creepy way or anything. It's just But that's just
1: you and if they can't take it then they're probably not someone you want to keep around.
0: Right, because I don't want I don't want to because at the end of the day, the name of the door is mine. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, and so. And you
1: are HR, right? <laughs> I think he gave up that job because it was too much
0: work. <laughs> he didn't want to do it anymore. I am the judge. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am, I am uh, the mediation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't want to walk into an office where I feel like I can't be me. Right. You know, and so that's important to me. So, yeah. so I do those things. Like it's, I, the classic story I say is like when I interviewed Lori. Uh, you know, my first question to her is, how do you feel about the F word? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, well, if you want to use it, that's okay with me. <laughs> yeah. She goes, I choose not to use that word, but you're welcome to use it. I've grown up around, brother, you know, yeah. you know, brothers all my life. And yeah. I'm like, great, then, then that's the first step, right? Yeah. Uh, or, you know, we've had people where I talk about, you know, I I don't talk about politics nearly as much as I used to uh-huh. because it's so polarizing now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those kind of things. and. And, you know, I up front ask people, you know, what do you feel about family members working in the office? Mm-hmm. Because some people have a g- real big problem with the dentist's wife, although, by the way, more right. than 50% of dentists are female now. Yeah. Um, Dentist spouse. I know the there's spouse. some
1: husbands that work in offices. Right.
0: They don't like that. Yeah. And so, so my wife works in the office, not in my yeah. practice, but in the building. Right. And she's mm-hmm. just as involved in my practice as, as I am. More. More. Yeah, more. Thanks, she, She's the HR. So I think you got to focus on your firing process. Uh-huh. And the one thing about the hiring process that I would encourage people to do is experiment a little bit more, give people a chance, and be very upfront and honest with who you are mm-hmm. you know, as a person, who the team is as a person. You know, don't tell people, I really want to hire this person. Be on your best behavior. I don't, you never yeah. heard that out of <laughs> no. me. I'm like, just, just yeah, be Yeah, just you. be you guys. Just yeah. be, yeah. Be the worst of you.
1: So you know? would you say you'd rather hire someone who you think is a better fit person versus someone who has tons of experience or has been doing something you want? So it would take more training, right? But you think the person's yeah. a better fit.
0: You know, I, I, I would say that in my first 20 years, I've erred on the side of hiring the right cultural fit, mm-hmm. and then being able to train and teach people yeah. what I want. Um, it has come to hurt me in our front office position; mm-hmm. uh, hence, we only have one person right now. Yeah, uh, and our combined dental front office experience is two years now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 but I'll still stand by it. It's gotten me to this point. I rather have the right people with the right attitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'll use you as an example. Uh, if I said, Hey Meredith, we need to go assist patients. What would you say? Okay. Okay. If Can I, said, I wear hey, my
1: athletic wear?
0: <laughs> you know, if that I That would
1: probably be my,
0: my. Or, uh, Hey <clears throat> Meredith, I need you to cover the front of, my, of the practice right now. Yeah. You know, and, and so to me, that's more important. That's one of the important right. things to me is being able to be comfortable, to ask anything of somebody mm-hmm. because I'm comfortable with them asking anything of me. Right. And, uh, and and to me, so that's an important part of it to me. It's part of the culture. But that's part of my personality. Yes. And I think one of the things I didn't make clear, I think the culture of the practice should be the personality of the owner. Right. Okay. I really think it should be the yeah. personality of the owner. Because at the end of the day, it, it's your practice. You yeah. own it. You pay for it. Well, and that's
1: what fits, right? Right.
0: Now, when, you, when your personality is a problem right. and you want to survive, <laughs> then you've got to adjust <laughs> and change. And, and, you know, the same thing for me. I, I, I tell everybody, you know, Mona gives me a hard time about some of my comments. And occasionally she'll look at the texts I send people and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, that's really inappropriate. I go, when it becomes a problem, I promise you I'll stop. Mm -hmm. You know, and and not because I'm doing it in that creepy way. Yeah. But but it's just. You think it's,
1: you're a teenage boy and you think it's funny.
0: Yeah, of course. And I want to share that with people. And I want (laughs) people around me who like that kind of stuff. And we're your only friends. (laughs) (laughs) And pretty much outside of my (laughs) podcast community, you're my only friends.
1: All right. So for our five ways to fix your staff, we have talked about clarifying your foundation, fixing your firing. And our third topic is communication. Coaching and training.
0: Yeah, this one's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that uh, I, I'm going to say it's all m- important, but yeah, this one's really important. Um, and you know, in our millennial mastermind, it, it's uh, you know, there's there's some very important things that we try to convey to our young, early practice owners in that. But I think one of, the, for me, one of the most important things that I try to train young dentists. And it's young I say this as a young dentist because you've got so many years of this, right. and that's and that's creating an environment uh, where you talk to people mm-hmm. you know and and um, so I don't know when I started this it's naturally, but now again, coming back to when you hire people, I tell people if if you don't sit down and talk to me every day mm-hmm. for five minutes, yeah you know, for the first month that you're here we're we probably not going to make it right. <coughs> and and Meredith, that's on you to do that, yeah, you know uh and and the reason is is it's not admonishment or it's not this long drawn out conversation, although I've let them turn into that sometimes, mm-hmm. um but it's creating that environment where we can have a conversation, yeah, where we can have a connection, mm-hmm. and what I mean by that connection is when we like y- You'll tell your friends when they bother you, correct? Yes. Or if they do something in you know that bothers you a little bit. Yeah. You know, you get to a point where you, you become comfortable right. because what you believe is that your friendship or your connection is stronger than to let this get in the way. Right. And I want to establish that with my team members. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to say, Meredith, you're annoying me today. Or mm-hmm. well, Meredith, today's a bad day. I apologize. Just stay away. Mm-hmm. You know. Or I want you to have that. I want you to have that return feeling that you can say, hey, listen, that was out of line, mm-hmm. you know, and and know that I, my face may say, why the hell are you talking to yeah. me that way? But my heart is going to say that you've got my best interests at heart. Yeah. So I think that's super important to create this. So what I tell people is have, you know, <clears throat> train your team members to have a responsibility to spend five minutes with you every week unplanned. Mm-hmm. Like, in other words, I'm walking by your office. You seem to be semi-free. Do it. Yeah. Now, it's the,
1: hard to find those times.
0: Well, but it doesn't. But but then that's the excuse, right? Right. Oh, you seem busy. I, I always tell yeah. you, it doesn't matter what I look like. Well, I can tell you what's most important. Yeah. My practice. Mm-hmm. You know, my email's not important. My Amazon or ordering. You, you, sometimes
1: you can talk while you're working. Yeah. You know?
0: And so, you know, I... I joke that I do this a lot with Melissa. I always tell Melissa, just sit sit there for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> because you
1: just sit there till he turns and looks at you and gives story. you the okay. Not,
0: I don't want to come across like you know I'm the Wizard of Oz. No, or it's like but the, more like The Bachelor is <laughs> what I used
1: to tell him. Then it made his head too big. But literally, <laughs> there's like four girls lined up. To, can, is it my turn yet? Is it my turn yet? And but everyone realized if you didn't do it, it it doesn't work.
0: And that, Because that's, that's yeah. my personality. Right. And, and the reason I tell people just sit there because if it's really important to you, you'll sit there. Yeah. And if it's not that important, you'll leave. Right. Right. And, and that's one way I use to, like, is this going to be something that's, that's not important? Right. Or, you know, or this is something that's that important. And the other thing it does is, at least, again, I, I just speak from my personal experience, mm-hmm. is I figure if somebody's there and they stick around a little bit, they really want to talk to you. Yeah. Right. And whether it's important or not important, but they're committed to that action. And mm-hmm. uh, so that's important to me. So I use Melissa as the example in that. You call her the squeaky wheel. <laughs> she is a squeaky. Because she keeps coming back. <laughs> but her personality is not that, by the way, when no. she started. No, not at all. Not at all. So would I have gotten as much out of her if we didn't have that relationship? No. You, know, you probably well,
1: would not know her very well. I,
0: I bet you money all. I would have let her go. Yeah. Because I would have been like, this girl's annoying. Yeah. You know, so it's so important to create that environment where you can talk to people and, and people can talk to you and all of those things. So, so every, every week, I try to have team members sit down with me four or five minutes. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, hey, I'm going to go to Wendy's. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say that. But mm-hmm. <laughs> why do you ride with me uh, to pick up? Food? Yeah. You know, I'll buy you lunch or whatever. I, yeah. I don't care. Uh, and Or sometimes it's like, hey, I'm going to. A gonna walk. Go. Yeah, hey, I'm going to go for a walk, hey, let's go sit outside, or...
1: Come stand by this room and talk to me while I'm cleaning this room.
0: Yeah, or hey, this patient's today, they come talk to me while I'm there. You know, and and so certainly with my assistants, it's very easy. With the hygienists, it's a little bit easier. The front office people and the ancillary people, people uh, that you don't interact with on a regular, regular basis, are the harder ones. Or you don't have a set set schedule
1: with. Yeah. It's hard.
0: I would argue that none of us have a set schedule. Yeah. No, not anymore. (laughs) well, Well, I... Yeah, well, I, I just mean office. for a
1: hygienist to try to catch you. Your maybe your appointments an hour and a half appointment. Their appointments are hours, so when they have five minutes in between, yeah, you know, it you're may not in be my five minutes. Right. You know, you yeah. just don't know. So but sometimes it's in the morning. Um, now we have a lunch. We didn't have a lunch break for a it's while. One of the
0: problems of not having a lunch break. Yeah. But.
1: So now we are having lunches again, which I think is really nice. We're all sitting together. Um, but that's with everyone. So then it's kind of like a group chat. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, and then another part of that is. Um, I think this is important uh, i I know some people like, "Oh, how do you make up the production? We schedule yeah. an afternoon off every month, yeah, you know uh, one afternoon off uh, from one o'clock to five o'clock or one mm-hmm. o'clock to four o'clock or whatever it is uh, where it's a it's a coaching session yeah it's a training Community. session it's not a meeting okay where it's not a meeting where we meet numbers and talk yeah it's it's, it's it's let's talk about there's a purpose to it there's a purpose like yeah. so far for the last three months we've focused on going over cases treatment let's planning. walk through treatment planning and cases and communication and verbiage and all of those things you know uh the last time we did it we we talked about how we are moving into this pandemic you know i mm-hmm. sat down with people and i said hey listen th- we need to file unemployment i need you to call your mortgage brokers i need you to do this because i want i want people to get prepared for all of it. right this. And then we had one of these when we got back. You Uh know, like, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's why we're doing it. What are your thoughts? Let's get it out in the open. Uh, You know, that's coaching to me. Mm -hmm. That's coaching. Coaching is a two-way street, okay? Coaching isn't yelling at people, although sometimes I do lose my temper a little bit. (laughs) But coaching is is a two-way street where people grow from what you say to them and people grow from what they're able to say to you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's important. Uh, you, I, I think it's, uh, I, I would say it's one of the secrets in our office that people feel comfortable to express themselves uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, because that way they feel confident that they can say, okay, I can say what I want to them. Yeah. And it's going to be okay. And for the most part it is. Not everyone likes that. <laughs> no, not everybody does, But but, but, it's, yeah. but it's important. It you is. You know, we, we don't have a choice. So, uh the other part of this would be uh, I've talked about this before. there's a thing called the Accountability Dial mm-hmm. uh, from Jonathan Raymond. I would encourage everybody to uh, d- if you go on YouTube, you can uh, search for his video. Uh, he has a great video on how to use the accountability dial. He has a great book, he has some good podcasts that he's been a guest of. I'd love to get him on our podcast one day to talk about it. Maybe I have to buy some books mm-hmm. <laughs> to give away something I don't know but um you know, and, and the thing that I like the most uh, that he said is he says he says make mention. You know, mm-hmm. and it happens to be step one in the accountability dial. Uh, too often what we do is we wait for things to fester, mm-hmm. right? right? And so he teaches the concept of making mention. You know, real quick, hey, Meredith, uh, that didn't seem to go perfectly for me,
1: you right. know, for us.
0: mm mm-hmm. You know, let, let's, you know, I'd like to find time for us to sit down and talk about that. But like now, after
1: a consult yeah, or, or, something. Or, or something. Yeah, or something didn't
0: go right. Let's make mention of it. Yeah. Or, hey, Meredith, you know, I, I prefer for you not to say the old Matrix band. Yeah. I know, you didn't, I know we're not talking about used ones. Right, right, right. But, you know, I don't want to have patients yeah. to ever think we're using old, used, or old technology with them. Yeah. You know, i rather use words like original. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Because nobody mm-hmm. calls it the old Coke, do they? Right. They call it. Coca-Cola Classic
1: yeah.
0: or the original Coke. Would
1: you like the classic Matrix fan? <laughs> yeah, would you like the
0: classic Matrix fan?
1: <laughs> Let who, me go find it Who for doesn't you. <laughs> want a classic
0: these days, right? Right. So uh, thing, things like that. So uh, the other, uh, other component uh, is the coaching habit. I've talked about that book from Michael Bungay Stanier. Uh, and it, to me, it's super important. Uh, some of the best coaching mm-hmm. times I have with people is I try not to talk. I know that's hard for me. Yes. (laughs) So if I can do it, anybody can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. But I want the team member to do most of the talking. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, I'd like to try this. Tell me about that. Why you want to do that? What are you hoping to accomplish? Tell me what problem that's going to solve. Yeah. And let them talk to them. And I I call that creating critical thinking. Uh And then the environment of safe to fail. Um, Part of communication and coaching and training is having that environment where You tell people it's okay to fail. I always (laughs) use your example, right? Uh, Where we tried that thing, and and I was so happy to do it. In fact, we need to do it again. Yeah. So, um, uh, and what I'm talking about here is Meredith put together evening party. I think it was about Invisalign.
1: Yeah, it was Invisalign and whitening night. Yeah. But it was planned for the first week of school, and I didn't know because I don't have children. And no, I don't think that's people
0: good I, 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 I didn't know. I, who knows if that yeah. was the reason. We had a right. lot of people RSVP, yeah. but we only had a, a handful of people actually show up outside right. of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And everybody was so worried that I was mad and I was proud. Yeah. I was proud. We did
1: it. I mean, it was like then, a fun group night. Yeah. You know, we could use that as our monthly uh yeah. <laughs> hangout. So
0: um <clears throat> yeah, so that's important. So uh, you know, um we got to communicate, coach and train.
1: Yeah. What and that empowers with... your employees to act like the owners when yeah. you're coaching and they're giving you the feedback of what they want. You end up, they end up setting their own goals and things that you wouldn't have even thought to put on them because, you know, you don't know what they're thinking and where they're wanting to move forward. So you get, I think you get a lot out of that.
0: I do. And, uh, you know, I think, um, I don't know if you noticed uh, uh, the other day while we're out looking at Cars Ramona, uh, Meredith has to go with me now. I have to babysit. <laughs> you have to my Fanny, right? <laughs> adult babysit. <laughs> fanny, female nanny. Uh-huh. Um, female adult nanny. Uh-huh. Um, I had said to you in the car that uh, Meredith, uh, two years from now, you need to own your own business. Yeah. And we need to do it together. Yeah. And so that's that's see that conversation doesn't happen if you don't get together with people. Right. And you don't have an open line of communication. They don't have to go car shopping with you necessarily. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but
1: but it is a fun way to spend the day. I mean, it is. we didn't drive a single one, but we <laughs> tested them all. <laughs> we, actually, we sat in every single one of them. <laughs> I'm
0: like, I don't need to drive this. Except for
1: the big truck. I was like, that's what you need. And T-Bone was like, how do you get up in this one? Is there uh, a ladder? <laughs> my, my
0: arthritis is not going to work with that. So Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: So for our five ways to fix your staff, we have clarified your foundation fixed your firing, communicated, coached, and trained. And now, I think this one's pretty important, lead by example.
0: Why do you say it's pretty important?
1: Because I think it's just a quick way for everything to go downhill. You can say, 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 but if you don't practice what you preach, then everyone's just going to follow that.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training. Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker, there's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories, you're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So, are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course; it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. Yeah, so, uh, so c- a couple of pet peeves of mine. Yeah. Okay, my wife breaks it every day. Yes. I don't. <laughs> uh, uh, I believe that we serve our customers first, mm-hmm. okay? So our customers should get the best parking spots. Right. It drives me insane to see the dentist wherever I go to somebody's office to see their car right in front of the office. Yes. It drives me nuts. Uh-huh. Because that's a patient spot. Because if you
1: can walk, they can walk. Well. <laughs> if you're parking at the back, then th- there's no reason they need to park
0: up front. Shit, I don't move my car. Yeah. You know, right. All day. All day. But, yeah. you know, multiple patients could have that convenience <laughs> mm-hmm. of being there. That's true. A- and, and number two, I don't, I mean, patients know which car is mine or not mine. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't want to make, I don't want to be like front and center. Obvious. You yeah. know, obvious about it, right? So that drives me nuts. So uh-huh. I try to lead by example, of um, of parking in the back row, uh-huh. okay, because that's where we should park. Yeah. Um, uh, the other area I try to lead by example is walking in and out of the back door. Back door yep. I'm real weird about mm-hmm. that, you know. Even right now in corona yeah, time, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, where we're we gonna go? I'm like, we're gonna go to lunch, and people like walk. I'm like this because I don't want to be seen by patients leaving or coming right. or any of that stuff. I don't, and quite frankly, I don't want to get caught having to talk to people.
1: That and especially right now with. Having to change and all of mm-hmm. that, leaving in and out through the front and patients being like, oh, well, they're leaving. Where are they going? Are they bringing something back in? Right. It's just easier to avoid. All so of I've that.
0: always been about going out the back door mm-hmm. so patients don't see us. And it drives me nuts. Uh, if we don't, hear the times it's acceptable. That's probably
1: the biggest thing I knew about you. Like, when people would start, I'd be like, he's really weird about it. Just make sure you don't ever go through the front door.
0: Unless it's snowing. <laughs> it's like
1: pouring down rain, snowing, thunderstorming. Go out the back door. Yeah,
0: because it's weird, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I want, I want people to have that. And the other thing that I think healthcare professionals are really bad at is being on time. On
1: time. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: so... So that's one of those things. I've sent people home. I've kicked people out of our morning, me- morning meetings yeah. multiple times. Yeah, yeah. So listen, if you can't be here, don't be here.
1: I mean, they have three kids. Uh, you know, no, doesn't he doesn't care.
0: I don't care. Uh, you know, or how about this? You tell me in advance. Right. You know, yeah. tell me in advance. And uh, so so to me, that that's important is lead by example. Uh, you know, uh, I'll give another example. Um, I, I like playing golf and uh, um when I was younger, uh, I worked for a DSO down in mm-hmm. Apex, and um, in the summertime, you could play golf after work because it didn't get dark till eight o'clock. Right. So I would tell my, I would tell the team at the time, probably more staff at the time, that, <laughs> um, uh, hey, if we don't have that last patient, I'm gonna ha- head out of here and go play golf.
1: Right.
0: And it's amazing how we never had a four o'clock patient. <laughs> Because, because then they realized they could leave too. Then they would have me gone and they could either leave early, they could do yeah. whatever it was. So I'm a big believer in being on time. And mm-hmm. that starts at the beginning of the day and the end of the day. It's something I've gotten on Dr. Fiza about before yeah. uh, is, listen, if our team starts at 645, we're there before them. Yeah, We're not walking in at 644. Right. Because that to me is late, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, because you need to be ready to go. At six forty-five, your minds together, the days together, uh, you know your computers are turned on. Whatever it is, right? And so, however long it takes you to put your face on, to get your bacon warmed up, we do that
1: on the way to (laughs) work. Whatever (laughs) it is, in the
0: car on the way, you know, whatever it is, get that done. Yeah. And uh, so, I think it's important to lead by example, and that example sets the tone. You know, it sets the tone. Mm -hmm. Um, Give me, give me an example of some ways that. how about this? If somebody came and said, "Hey, do you mind seeing somebody at five o'clock for me?" What would my answer be?
1: Oh, if, you know, if it was an emergency, of course, of course, right? Yeah.
0: So lead by example, right? Right. So what happens? I, you know, I, I'll I, I see right. it. you.
1: You say five o'clock, and you go, oh, 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 I don't want to. Then the team goes, oh, me neither. Right. and I, he, I
0: get people online. You know, I'll see them in, in in the in the social media community. They go, yeah, my team member didn't want to, you know, see this patient. I'm like. Well, that's because it starts with you. Right. Yeah. You know, just don't ask. Oh, one of my favorite don't...
1: things is somebody said, how do you, they asked me how would they get their team to do payment plans. I said, what do you mean? You just, I, you know, we can walk you through how to set up a payment plan. This was actually one of your yeah. friends. So I said, you know, I can talk them through how to set up payment plans and blah, blah. And she goes, he says, no, how do I get the team to do it? And I said, we just teach him. He says, no, they told me they weren't going to do it. I said, <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: What do you mean they told you they weren't going to do it? But see, to me, that comes from a cultural, that comes from the the foundation, right? Yeah. And and part of that foundation is, is leading by example. Right. Empty threats. It's like I get on my wife yeah. about this with the kids the all the time. All the time. Yeah. Like we can't say to them, I'm going oh, to count three. my mom was the queen of empty <laughs> threats. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to count to three and beat your ass. Yeah. And then not beat your ass, yeah. you know? <laughs> but you're not going to do it. Oh, yeah, I will. 100%. <laughs>
1: the dads <laughs> will. The moms won't.
0: Well, in my family, it was my mom yeah. that was like that. Yeah. My dad was more lenient than right. my mom. Right, yeah. But, you know, or how about this? Um... I created a culture that we just don't say no to patients. Mm-hmm. Th- then it went too far. I'm like, yeah. when do
1: I get a lunch? Yeah. Then you had no lunch. You're working till seven. You're there at seven. You yeah. know, we're coming in early. Then it's a sedation appointment. So we're getting there at six thirty. Yeah.
0: So, you know, it, it works both ways. So you, you got to create this. You can't be late to work and, and, you know, you can't go play golf or tennis because the next thing you know, that's going to be every day, right? you know, and, and that's a, I don't That's know, the but
1: retirement lifestyle. <laughs>
0: well, but with a he, little bit of work. But even then, here, here's what I say is, is if I say I'm going to be at the office from this time to this time, I'm going to be there from this time to this time. Yeah. And, um, and whether we have patience or not, right. because it sets that tone, It sets a level of integrity. And mm-hmm. I think I think in today's workforce environment, we have to set uh, a higher level of integrity. Mm-hmm. You know what you do as the owner, Sets the culture, the integrity, and the tone yeah. of the day, and that tone of the day is an area that I've got to be better in. Yeah, you know, I walk in with a bad attitude some days, and it just permeates through the whole office. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get in a good attitude like an hour later, and I'm like wondering why is everybody in a bad attitude? Right. <laughs> why I'm,
1: is everyone being mean? <laughs>
0: because I scare the shit yeah. out of them, you know. Um, so we we, we just. We got to lead by example. You uh-huh. know, any other examples of leading by example?
1: Um, not really an example, but I think this the work ethic rubs off too. Yeah. that's something I think that kind of goes with, you know, it's not always necessarily staying late, but just I guess putting all, all of it in when you're there.
0: Yeah. You know, I remember um, it's very vivid to me, actually. Uh, we bought that building in 2008. I don't know <laughs> if you ever heard this story. Uh, We bought our office building that we're in now in 2008 and uh, money was certainly very tight. And um, so I had, and I don't like asking people for things very Mm -hmm. much. And I had asked the team, uh, I said, hey, I don't think we can get this office ready in a day or two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you guys mind coming in on the weekend? And a few people said no to me. Uh And I didn't say anything to them because it's their right to say no. Uh, So me, Mona, and her sister worked all day and night over the weekend to get that whole place cleaned up mm-hmm. and ready Set to go up. yeah and so when they walked in that monday morning they looked at it like um like wow i said yeah man whatever it takes there's i will not ask you to do anything i'm unwilling to do myself right or i'll be up i'm like i don't do physical labor yeah
1: <laughs> i was gonna say my husband says the same thing he'll yeah. pu- he'll hire somebody pay them less and then put them on the machine and he'll be the one doing the hard work. I'm like, why are you doing that? But he's like, I don't want people to think that I'm better than them or I can't do what they're, what I'm asking them to do.
0: So, uh, you know, I think it's, it's so important to lead by example. So little things like, like where you park, Mm -hmm. what time you come back from lunch, you know, are you showing up a little bit late? You know, are you setting the tone of the example that it's okay to be a little bit late? Uh, you know, uh, are you coming in and out the front door because because it's I can't tell you guys to go out the back door and then where do I go out right the front door that's yeah. total BS right you know so I think w- whatever rules exist for you exist for me yeah and there are times where I'll be like yeah that rule doesn't work for me and that's right. okay and people should understand yeah. that right um, but for the most part I'd say ninety percent of what we do in the office. If, it, if it's a rule for you, it's a rule for me. Right. So it's it's no different. Yeah, so and se-
1: and don't feel bad setting those rules. I think a lot of times people get close and then they don't want to set expectations. It's more of an expectation and not necessarily yeah. a rule. But, I mean, how close are we? Me, Megan, and Liz can be at lunch, and we're like, we got to run. Like, right. we know we can't be late. But And it's not, what are you going to do? You're not going to fire us. But no. we know that's the expectation, and we don't want to disappoint.
0: Yeah. So...
1: And I think people sometimes fail to set those expectations and then it kind of just becomes chaos a little bit. It
0: does. Yeah, it does.
1: So that's one of the things that leading by example shows. So our last way to fix your staff, we have clarify your foundation, fix your firing, communicate, coach and train, lead by example, and then create an environment of feedback. So we talked about this a little bit, but how do we create the environment of safe feedback?
0: Well, I think the first thing you got to do is you got to learn not to. Uh, you got to learn to be quiet. Yeah. You know, just let somebody talk. Mm-hmm. And um, and you got to encourage it. Yeah. You almost have to demand it in yeah. a way. Uh, so you know, I'll be like Meredith, what do you think of this idea?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes you have to pry it out a little bit. Right. Of, people. of course. And I think because they're hesitant to tell you.
0: I think it's one of the most. The big one of some of the biggest comments we get about when I speak or train is that we create that environment of dialogue, right? And it it's it doesn't to a certain degree it happens naturally, but there are times where you got to do it and you got to do it early. Yeah, you know you you can't. How about this? If I have a two day seminar and I say there's no questions, <laughs> that's what you would like. And to then do? I, about no, no no, and then no. about halfway through, I'm like, all right, now you got to have questions. You've already set the tone that there's no questions. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. so That just
1: makes me laugh because what kind of, what would that, what kind of training would that be?
0: Exactly. And so what kind of work environment would it be if someone's not able to tell you that you were out of line? How many times has Megan told me I've been out of line? Right. How many times has Liz told me Uh I've been out of line? You know, how many times has, you know, and, and, and here's what I'll say. There have been times, like Whitney number one is not so comfortable telling me certain things. Uh Uh-huh. But she'll tell somebody else, yeah. so they tell me, <laughs> right? And and, and and I've learned to not get mad at that because that's, that's how it
1: gets back. That's how, how it gets, gets back to, you. to me, yeah. right? And you do want it to get to I you. I
0: want it. Yeah. I want to know. So
1: one thing, when you just said, you know, what do you think of this? And, you know, somebody doesn't want to go, well, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they go, well, it was okay. And you're like, well, what was okay about it? Yeah, I so, you know, like, okay is Well, the- well you know, and sometimes that's what I'm saying, where you, sometimes you have to pry it out. Yeah. But sometimes you have to ask those specific questions, not just,
0: what do you think? I think that's my training with Mona. Tell me more about that. Yeah. (laughs) What does okay mean? Tell me more about okay. How do you feel? How was your day? Good. Tell me more about good. (laughs) What is good? Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and, and so um, you've got to create this environment of feedback because we don't get anywhere without a team. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Think think about it this way: How many times have quarterbacks changed the play that the coach called?
1: Right. Well, I don't. I don't play this. <laughs> no, I know that, but <laughs> but lots, yeah, lots, right?
0: right. And the coaches accept that, right? Yeah. But. But you, lo- you earn that and you build that, you yeah. build that, hey, I noticed this. And I, I keep always saying, you know, tell me what, what made you think that, right? Mm-hmm. Not as in like, what made you think that, but yeah. you know, tell me what were you thinking? Right. You know, why did you want to do that? You know, hey, like I'll have, I'll give an example. Um, uh, I'll give an example. Say, uh, so somebody calls, sorry, uh, somebody will say to me, hey, uh, what do you think about extending a discount to this patient? Mm-hmm. I won't say yes or no. I'll just say, what do you think? Yeah. Okay. And, and and then they'll say, well, this. I was
1: thinking this. Okay, yeah.
0: So tell me I mean, Why? are you comfortable yeah. with that? Would, what would you do if you're in my position? Mm-hmm. And and then see what that does is that creates that environment where it's safe to fail. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, it's important. It's no different than with classes, right. right? It's, Hey, what do you think about this offer? I'm like, okay. You know, I'm not big on discounts and stuff like yeah. that, but I think our pr- classes are very fairly priced as it is. But you know, I think it's that, that feedback loop. Yeah. You know, it's that two-way street. It can't be people scared of you. Yeah. People have to respect you. Right. Uh, you know, people have to... I always say I have to put my, my boss pants on. Yeah. I, because I hate... I know. I hate being the boss yeah. sometimes.
1: Another you know. way, if you're not as close, if you're not as comfortable giving that feedback, um, you could do, like, a rating. So you could say, like, okay, if something's good well, how did you think that was on a scale of 1 to 5 or a yeah, scale one of 1 to 10? Yeah. Um, that way it's not as maybe awkward if you're not, yeah. you know. I mean, there's, I'm sure, tons of new assistants out there yeah. who don't feel comfortable telling a doctor. I'm sure there's some doctors out there who don't want to hear an assistant tell them they that wasn't good.
0: Well, that, that's but part it's of not, the problem. But yeah, yeah.
1: It's not necessarily the clinical things, though. Sometimes it's the verbiage, the bedside manner, right. the Total patient care. and like, so, ooh, that was a little rough. You know, yeah. I'm not saying your dentistry is not good. I'm just saying your mannerisms were a little rough. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I think, especially for men, they don't even notice that they're being a little rough.
0: You know, let's, uh, not on the rough side, yeah. but uh, when Dr. Fisa came to our office, uh-huh. you know, when he came from another office, their culture of what things were is different from our culture. Right. Or our, and, and, and it's not that the culture was bad because I know where he worked. Yeah. It's a great culture. Right. But our patients weren't accustomed to, to, that, to that level, right? Yeah. You know, and, and so, so, you know, that feedback loop is so important. Right. It's like I tell people, you got to tell them.
1: And I think in the beginning we were like, is it okay for us to say to him, oh, we don't do that here? You know, like, yeah. that's not really how we do it. You know, just...
0: And what's my answer to that all
1: yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah, sure. See how he reacts. <laughs> yeah,
0: my answer is treat him no different than me. Yeah. And, and it comes back to what we talked about earlier. Right. It's, it's, it's got to be consistent. If you're willing to yell at me, yeah. be willing to yell at them. Right. Okay. Now maybe maybe we've got a different relationship. I was gonna say, yeah,
1: no, everyone's not quite there with him sometimes. So it's maybe sure. it's a little be a little But
0: you didn't yell at me the first year you worked with no. me. Mean, you didn't talk to me I for barely the first right? But would you yeah. be comfortable telling me something today? Yeah. Absolutely. Of course. And maybe you you don't have that relationship with Dr. yet. Yeah. But I think a year in, you'd right. probably be more comfortable today. And so I always tell people I want you to treat them, the same yes. way you treat me. But I
1: would approach him differently than I would approach you yeah. because of his personality. Yeah, and personality. that's the personality yeah. of the culture, you know?
0: Yeah, but the, ultimately the underlying culture is, is we have a two-way communication yes. where people, our, our team leads our practice. Right. You know, I, I lead the overall, this is where we want to get to. Yeah. Dr. Fiesa is now involved, and this is where we want to get to. Mm-hmm. And you guys execute it. But we got to take the feedback and say, hey, this isn't working, but that is working, yeah. and, and adjust accordingly. Yeah,
1: and I think sometimes it's, a well, I think to begin with, it's very important for the leaders or, so in this case, the doctors to initiate this, to ask the team members, yeah. I find it very hard to believe they would enjoy someone just coming up to them and just telling them everything that's wrong. Sure. So I think to begin with, they need to be in charge of asking for the feedback.
0: But that's where that weekly five to ten minute right. conversation comes in.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and, and you don't want that whole conversation to be a rant either.
0: No, and you sometimes you don't want to, I would encourage you to sometimes not be, most of the time, right. not be about the practice. Right. Or especially things that are wrong. Yeah. Like, I need to know that you're buying a new house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because number one, I'm like, oh, she's getting a new house, so, so I can be a little bit more mean to her. Yeah. <laughs> because she's not going to leave because she's trying to buy a house. <laughs> right? But, 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 like, how many people don't know what's going on in, in their team members' lives? A lot. You know, how yeah. many of them don't know that y- the things are happening? Yeah. Right? right. And, and so to me, you got to know that because there's times you use it to your advantage, mm-hmm. sometimes, and there are times where you use it to your disadvantage, right? And and that's important to me. So, it, and we can say you should never take advantage of people. And I'm not saying take advantage right. of, but when you know that we want to get somewhere, and this is my opening to do it, do it, right? You know, don't be afraid. Live yeah. in, a, you know, I say, live in abundance. Live in the abundance that you can find. Like I've, we've struggled finding hygienists, right? Because I'm yeah. unwavering on being who I am mm-hmm. until. You know, uh, until we can't find anybody, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to continue to be yeah. who I am because we make we make good people from that, uh-huh. and, and that's important to me.
1: Yeah, and so. the hygienists that we have that have made it—they've been there a long time and they're yeah. happy. Yeah, and they talk to friends. Who aren't happy, and they're like, "That's where I was, and I didn't even know I wasn't happy." Right? You know, at their past offices until they get somewhere where they really feel like it's home.
0: And the opposite has happened too, where they've gone somewhere <laughs> else, and they're like, "Yeah, this is a much happier place." <laughs> but that's
1: the fit. That's yeah. the culture. Like some of us there. like to
0: be driven, and some of us don't. Yeah. You know, it's it's all together. So. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think listening with intention and avoid desire to be defensive and correct is. Pretty important for the doctor's place if they want that feedback to continue to come. Otherwise, if you're defensive, they're probably not going to continue to share. I that struggle with you. that still. I yeah. think everyone will be defensive a little bit, but letting them know afterwards, maybe you were, you know, I enjoyed, I needed that. Thank yeah. you. Will get them to continue to yeah, give I, that's, that feedback. That's when
0: you guys get the six o'clock text. Yeah, like I'm sorry. Yeah, but, or like you know, me and Sully, I'll use that as an yeah. example. We butt heads sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes the next day I'm like, you know what, I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, you know we were both out of line. Yeah, <laughs> you know with him I can't I can't let him know yeah. I was out of line. But uh, you know get but, fussy. But
1: but if you can't vent to each other and you can't rant, if you can't be honest. And then laugh about it later. Like I laugh, we laughed so hard because you, you were ranting at me one day and you told me to tell everyone, thank you. That's the only thing you should be saying to people is thank you. And yeah. I said, that, I said, okay. So then the next day he said something to me and I said, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't catch on. No, but, but right. But you were just ranting and it was a good one. And I'm never going to let that go. <laughs> yeah,
0: you should just like, listen, if you don't like what they say, just say, thank you. Yeah. Right. You know, and if they, you know, if people talk, you know, I, this is around drama. Yeah.
1: Okay, and he said, if you don't like what somebody says, just say thank you. How about this? <laughs> and it didn't line up at all. Like, can you help me with this? You know, so-and-so said they couldn't help.
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for asking. <laughs> thank you for thinking yeah. that way. Yeah. You know, just, you know, or or when people have the drama, yeah. say thank thank you for letting me know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, for, thank you for allowing me to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have or, no comment. Thank you. Yeah, you know, th- th- thank you. I feel like I should bow and yeah, thank you. Th- thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you. I'm going to move about. Yeah. Thank you for allowing me to get back to my work.
1: <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> that should have been number six. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, so today we had five ways to fix your staff, clarify your foundation, fix your firing, communication, coaching, and training, leading by example, and creating an environment of feedback. So if you have any questions about this, you can post in our, face, our new Facebook group. You can head over to asktbone.com, or you can give T-Bone a call at 510-698-2663, or you can email me at meredith at 3d-dentist.com.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank you for sharing our podcast. Our numbers are staying strong. Yes. Uh, we're slowly but surely gr- growing. Uh, and, uh, we need your help, you know, just uh, continue to provide us feedback, send us the questions, give us the reviews, uh, and tell your friends all about us. And, uh, we'll see you guys in next week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode.